This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Ooh, very welcome to all our listeners. It's so good to be with you again. And remember, if you have missed any of our previous broadcasts and uh, would like to listen again or even download it, the podcasts are available on www.kpulpit.co.za forward slash podcasts forward slash into me see. In our program, as we said in the introduction, we deal with uh, addiction and we deal with reality in the uh, in the face of and of of addiction and uh, we're looking at restoration we're looking at redemption and the realities around those topics and this month uh, we're going to be focusing a lot on helping that brings healing that enables healing because you know very often uh, Suki, we think that we are helping somebody or we think we are helping ourselves, but it's not very helpful at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, this month we're going to be talking about healing and helping that enables healing. Mm. Hi, listeners. It's so wonderful to be with you. And Frederick, um, before we jump into that topic mm. for this month, <laughs> I want to read something by Scott Souls. He's one of my favorite authors. Mm-hmm. And actually, just last night, Frederick and I read, we subscribed to his um, regular messages, his emails. And uh, last night, we, we read this. And this is so profound. I just want to remind us again about this, because sometimes we get so busy with all the struggles of everyday life, and we forget about our future in Jesus. So mm. I'm going to read what he says here. He says, the world can hurt you when it does. Love Anyway, our hope is not anchored in this present world. Woohoo, Frederick, yes. I'm so grateful. Yes. But in the world to come. Because this is true, our long term worst case scenario is resurrection and everlasting life, an eternity of perpetual and unending strength, momentum, and bliss. Doesn't that sound wow. wonderful? <laughs> um, in and through Christ. The wind will always and forever be at our backs. Mm. It will be a world in which, as C.S. Lewis has said, every day will be better than the day before. It will also be a world in which, as J.R.R. Tolkien has said, everything sad will come untrue. Sorrow will be no more and all things will be redeemed. Mm. Isn't that a wonderful hope we have in Jesus? Yes, and just that hope to know that Everything and every day, our future will have the wind on our back, mm. and I just—and that's eternity, forever mm. and ever. It's mm. going to be over with. We're so busy with this world that we forget we need to encourage each other. So he continues to say, "So lead on, follower of Christ. Mm. Even if things get so bad that you're tempted to throw in the towel, even if your every effort to love, lead, and faithfully serve your neighbors gets squashed, even if the world responds to your love with rejection and resistance." You must continue to love and to lead on. 
Even if the world starts feeling like a sinking ship, and I think that often feels like that lately in this world we're living now, hey? Yes, yes. There's a good reason to find a piece of brass on the Titanic to start polishing. Mm, <laughs> I beautiful. love that. Sukra, I think that uh, ties in very well with our, our topic for the month. Mm. Um, you know, because very often we we want to help and we want to be helped and mm. we want to help ourselves and we give up hope mm. because it's not working. Um, so it'll be wonderful if you can go into our topic for the month mm. and use that as a springboard is just to get to the right help. Right. Yeah. Um, so just to be a little bit different today, Suki, I'm going to be taking the role mm-hmm. of the addict. And mm-hmm. it's not too difficult for me mm-hmm. uh, since I'm <laughs> restoring and recovering from addiction. <laughs> right from process addiction to pornography. And um, so I'm going to be taking that role Mm. and just be looking at what does it mean to have help Mm. that brings healing Mm. and not just help that leads us down uh, the incorrect path and Mm. downward spiral and we get so discouraged that we are not able to take the next step forward. Right. Mm. So, Frederick, maybe we just need to tell the listeners, um, recovering in this case is like sober. You are sober, right? For the past four or five years, Mm. you have not looked at pornography. But it's an ongoing state of recovering. It's almost like increasing holiness, growing Mm. more to be Mm. like Jesus, moving increasingly away from patterns of addiction Mm. and so on. So I want to ask you now, um, based on what you've just said, um, I think, you know, I am, of course, um, the wife and the partner of an ex-addict. And so often I think we as helpers and family and friends experience, we want to help the addict. Mm. But what we're doing is not seen as helpful. Mm. And sometimes we're actually helping the addict to continue with the addiction, mm. whatever the the, the, the um, addiction is. Mm. Mm. So I want to say, I want to ask you from your point of view, how does the addict experience help, and what what would be real help, and what would be maybe help that the addict wants but is not good for him? Mm. Mm. Suka, I think it's what is very very important is at which stage of the addict's life are they? Mm. Are they at a stage where they're still in denial that they have uh, an addiction? Mm. And in that case, um, they they don't want to be helped or they don't think they need help. Mm. So any help, because very often the, the, the partners and the family and members, they are the first ones to see, but he has a very, very big problem. Mm. And uh, this person needs to do something very drastic to get away from that addiction. And they want to help, but the person who has the addiction does not want to be helped Mm. or they don't recognize that they need help. Mm. And so in that case, any help is no help at all because all it does, it is pushing the person away and it's it's severing their relationships, actually. If you say any help, what do you mean by any help? And any help that those partners say, listen, why don't, why don't you want to read this book? And why don't you want to do this? And, you know, if if you want to get rid of your addiction, why don't you do this and this and this and this? And telling the, the addict what they need to do mm. to get better. Mm. 
but if they don't want to get better mm. and they uh, don't think they have a problem they don't think they have a it. problem yeah mm. so in that case there's very little that can be done for the addict mm. and um, except for intervention right mm. if you would arrange like a an intervention appointment I, i'm so glad you're talking about the phases because it's very important mm. so because obviously you can try and tell the addict this is what i see this is what's happening this is what i see but often they don't listen mm. Mm. and then um i know sometimes um if you would go to a treatment center they would have a, um or, or you could go to to them they would help to have an intervention mm. planned where you have all the family together and you you sit the person down and you say this is what we see and this is what we experience mm. and and so we need you to go for help yeah in the aa books and the readings they call that the gift of desperation they mm. need to get to a point where they can see the gift of desperation mm. Um so in in our situation um what brought me to a, a point of change is um you encouraging me to do a test online to test whether I'm a sex addict or not and I actually very reluctantly said ah okay let's do this and I I don't think I am anyway so let me just do it to prove that you didn't have it right yeah <laughs> to prove that I didn't have it yeah. um but then obviously i did the test but that was also at a point where i was watching pornography very very seldom mm. uh, maybe twice a year or something like that and uh, three or four times i can't remember and i thought oh, you know that doesn't sound like an addiction but i don't want to do it so perhaps i will do this test so once the test revealed that i do have a sexual addiction then i realized i can no longer deny i have an addiction and um and that was at the point where the help that um that came my way i was more able to accept mm-hmm. however mm-hmm. it took 2 years before i reached out for help mm-hmm. so and i think that brings us to the second phase again mm-hmm. and um that is the phase where I realized I had a problem mm. but I tried to solve it myself. Okay, just before you get there. I think what's important to say here, you know, with a with an addiction like a substance addiction. Mm. That's when you're going to organize that intervention. But if there's a process addiction like pornography, you're obviously not going to call the whole family mm. <laughs> because it's such a sensitive thing. Mm. Um so that makes it very difficult. Um mm. um and i the yeah i would encourage the the partner to reach out to a therapist mm. um and to go and speak to a therapist because you don't think you have a problem but you do mm. um because you are playing into that problem in a good in a good way that's actually really helpful or in a way that's not actually helpful mm. um so that is also something that i think a person can do and then of course like you said i asked you to do a test i'd forgotten about that <laughs> that help you to see mm. that it was a problem mm. right mm. yeah but suki before we go into the next phase let's just take a quick break mm. and uh, after the break we'll be back listeners Yes, yeah, we are back. Thank you very much and that was a good break. And as I was saying Suki, um we were going into the the second phase of of the addict's journey. And and that second phase is when they realize and, and I can speak for myself when I realized I had a problem, 
but then thought, I can solve this alone. Mm. Um, I've got the willpower. I've got Jesus. Um, I can pray about it, and uh, he will help me to take it away. And, and I think that's exactly where the problem came, is I just wanted the addiction to disappear. Mm. I wanted to become sober. Mm. In other words, don't watch pornography any longer. Mm. And um, as that is often the easiest part of our recovery, but at that stage, we don't realize that's the easier part. And that's actually the point where we try very hard with our own efforts, with our own willpower, and we incorporate family to help us. Right, right. Just before we get into that stage, um, I want to talk about this one where you just pray. Mm. Because we know prayer has a lot of power. Yes. And there are people that that prayed or someone prayed for them and they were instantly healed. Mm. God mm. just touched them and they didn't have a problem with addiction anymore, mm. right? You do get that. But many, many times, I think I would say the majority of times, God wants to go deeper. Mm. He doesn't mm. because mm. the addiction is actually not the root of the problem. It's just a symptom. Yes. Underlying, there's a lot of character issues and mm. defects and struggles mm. and mm. sin mm. stuff that we need to deal with. It just comes out in the addiction. Mm. So therefore, I think maybe that God always doesn't doesn't always answer that that prayer enters instantly because He wants our Holiness. He wants our what is it? Um, when after you come sanctification. to know Jesus, sanctification mm. for, and it's a deep sanctification. It's a deep humility that happens mm. with this grappling mm. and seeking. But on and and from this point of view, I also want to talk about the partner because mm. I prayed for you for mm. many, many, mm. yes. many, many years, and I also got tired. And I find with the partners that I work with um, in, in counseling that many of them get angry with God. They get upset with God. They feel, but why is God not answering my prayers? I prayed so much. Get, get everybody to pray. Hmm. And it's still not working. And then people actually go through a crisis of belief yes, because yes, of this. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but it seems like God sometimes, you know, those two lines the of the cross, mm-hmm. the vertical and the horizontal, mm-hmm. Um, sometimes because of our pride, it's easier for us just to go up and ask God. But mm. so often the horizontal line, people need to come into that because mm. that's when there's mm. real humility, accountability, community, all that stuff. And that's often where God wants us. And, and uh, that, But that's hard for us to see and it's hard to acknowledge. Yosuke, mm. hey. I can remember the many times um, uh, that I was drawn into watching something on the internet and man, the despair uh, that I felt after I'd watched it and the guilt and and then going into such remorse mm. and uh, saying, asking God to forgive me and promising I'll never do this again mm. and it's so bad and I don't want to do it and asking him to take it away, to heal me. And I mean, at one point, I, I even prayed, Lord, take away my sight so that I can't see these mm. things. Mm. Um, like Old Testament, chop off my hand, yeah. <laughs> but I can't steal. Yeah, yeah. And mm. um, I mean, at one, when that didn't work, I was saying, God, please take this away from me, even if it costs my life. Mm. Um, that's how desperate I was mm. trying to solve this thing alone. Read books and um, 
ask you to help me. And I think that was my next phase mm. of, of trying to help myself. And um, fortunately for, uh, for you, but unfortunately, uh, maybe fortunately, <laughs> is that you got tired of mm. helping mm. me because mm. I made you my accountability partner, basically. Mm. Mm. And just there, thank you, Frederick. I just want to come in there. Um, and... You know, this is where the codependency comes in. Mm. Codependency is, I'm going to help my husband. And it sounds so right. Because, I mean, I'm your wife. I'm your helpmate. Mm. Mm. And I thought that's what God wanted me to do. Mm. But what happened is I took responsibility mm. for your problem. And that doesn't work well in a relationship if the wife takes responsibility for her partner. Because I'm sure you all remember, it leads to utter resentment, mm, leads mm, to control mm, from my side, mm, because that's what happened. It leads to hypervigilance when I check, were well, you watching something or oh, what, oh, you know, um, can I get you to stop? And, and that's exactly the opposite of what we help the partner in the journey of a partner of an addict, because that partner needs to focus away from the addict, mm, give the addict to mm, God and start focusing on her own journey, mm, because um, there are certain things that caused me to want to fix and almost play God in people's lives. Mm. And so that's what I tried to do for a mm. long time, and I couldn't get it right. So fortunately, I got tired. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sukik, if you can try and remember, what are the type of things that you did practically to to help to try and help me? Oh, maybe can you, you remember? Maybe you can remember better than I do. I would give you some things to read. That's my favorite yes. because I okay. love or read some things to you because I like reading mm, 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 and mm. say, this is something interesting I read. And um, so, or maybe um, refer a program that I listen to on the radio mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or, um, or maybe suggest that you go to a counselor, which is actually a good thing. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what other things. Um. I think you uh, also um, got some computer filter blockers um, mm. and said, why don't I go and join that blocker? Um, and it's interesting, those things are all very helpful. Mm. But for me at that stage, they were not helpful because I didn't want to do those things. Mm. And they actually became a source of resentment. And uh, I thought, hmm. I didn't think so then, but if I look back now, I was probably experiencing them as controlling, as judgmental, as criticism. Mm. And, and those experiences and feelings were coming out of the deeper root issue mm. and not the pornography, mm. but the deeper root issue that you spoke about. Exactly. And that's why it's so important that we talk about this, because how do you help an addict? Mm. I think um, everybody wants if see the problem of the addict and they want to help. But how do you help? Because it feels like whatever help we give is no help. Mm. <laughs> and uh, it feels sometimes that it makes it, and especially I think the other help that people sometimes do, and I'm thinking of my mom because my dad used to be an alcoholic. She used to hide um, my dad's booze or mm. she used to mm. uh, water it down with some rebus <laughs> tea, red bush tea and, you know, stuff like that. Mm. That mm. is also not the right help yeah. because then we take, try to take control. Mm. We try to fix it. We try to make it better. We take all the responsibility, but the addict doesn't really care. Yeah. You know, he's just fine. He just continues. Mm. Mm. Suki, I think um, we're not going to have much time to go into the help that is really helpful and useful. And that we'll have to get into the, uh, in our next following program. Mm. So um, 
we have some great guests that are coming to visit us, and um, we have uh, a Peter Schultz uh, from Mighty Wings uh, Life Center, and it, uh, it's a wonderful center that they run in uh, three or four lo- three locations, and uh, they're offering outpatient help to people struggling with substance abuse. And, um, and what I love about uh, addiction and recovery and restoration is that the principles for substance abuse is just as useful for as the principles for a, a process addiction. Mm, mm. Mm. There's some slight differences, but it, it's mm. basically the same thing. And so listeners, tune in the next two uh, the next two Tuesdays, we will be talking to Peter, and Peter is going to give us some very ha- valuable um, advice, uh, especially from an outpatient point of view. We've spoken a lot to treatment centers, and it's so wonderful that we got to know about Mighty Wings, and they're an outpatient center. You don't have lots of that. So he's going to give very practical help also about what they do and programs that they run. And then we're going to talk about uh, to Alta Libre for the last two programs of the month. Um, and then we also go, she's not from any organization. She's just an individual that has been helping lots of addicts just because she loves people and because God brought them her way and all the important things that she had learned along the way. She specifically also works with youth. Mm. So that will be good to hear from her point of view as well. What I love about what Alta is doing is that she has turned her home into a place of refuge. Mm, and the, mm. the name of that place is Shaloa House. Mm, mm. And, um, and that's why I, I'm so looking forward to speaking mm, to her. She mm. has tons of experience mm. and has worked very effectively mm. with, the, with young people, mm. bringing them out of their addictions. And she doesn't do it on a formal scale. Mm. It's just because she loves people. So don't, listeners, don't think you're going to call her and ask her to go, you know, to be, it's not a treatment center. But the Lord has, has constantly been bringing certain people to her, even just individuals. Mm. And maybe that's a great idea for us as Christians, you know. Um, the Lord wants us to. The Lord wants to set the captives free. Yes, and yes. then sometimes the Lord brings these addicts in, on, into our lives, and we don't know what to do with them. Mm. We mm. have no idea mm. what to do, uh, but maybe we can learn how individuals can also make a difference in the lives of those struggling with addictions. Yeah, so listeners, uh, there we go. And uh, sure, uh, it feels like we could really have continued uh, talking about um, the help that is good. And But tune in. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, uh, send them to frederiksuki at kpulpit.co.za. And uh, we will get to answering those. Uh, there's one... Uh, there's a listener that did send us a comment and uh, called us, actual fact, and we addressed what he wanted mm. us to speak about. Oh, yeah, so please, we love hearing from you. Please. Continue mm. to send your questions or remarks. And, um, and once again, if you've missed any of the programs, go to the podcasts at kpulpit.co.za forward slash um, podcasts forward slash into me see. See you next week. God bless. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.